Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host, and got a wonderful episode in the works for y'all today. I'm here with Sky Coles. She's from Rigby, Idaho. And she has a mission called to serve down in New Mexico in Farmington. And we were uh, we were talking a little bit before this episode just about how they are indeed building a temple down there. We neither of us are exactly aware of the status of such temple, <laughs> but, it's, but it's in the works. So maybe it'll be um, dedicated while Sky is on her mission. That would be super cool if she got to go to that go open house and get to to bring some friends there that'd be super cool but uh but yeah she reports in september but uh sky welcome to the show how are you i'm good how are you doing pretty well doing pretty well thanks for taking some time out of your busy life as you prepare for a mission and uh come on the podcast and share your story yeah i know i'm super excited awesome well yeah without further ado let's just get right into it so what's um what's your story you know out of all the things you could be doing you decided to serve a mission. Yeah, right. I mean, it was like pretty hard to decide to go, I think, because, you know, like sister missionaries aren't like required to go. So I was like, well, I mean, I don't have to go. I can stay home, get married, have a family, finish school because I just finished my first year at college. So I was like, well, there's really no point in me going. But Mm -hmm. then I think it was my senior year of summer. I got my patriarchal blessing and it said you'll have the opportunity to be a missionary. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, you know, it's just an opportunity. I could say no. People say no all the time. So I was <laughs> like, oh, whatever. And then this um, spring, President Uchtdorf gave the talk about like being a parent and, you know, how like how you're trying your best to. And he said in this talk, he said, God is taking a huge risk by sending his children down here because he just, you know, it's like such a crazy world and he's not like, you're not guaranteed to go back. Right and like live in his presence. And so I was like, well, how could I take the opportunity to come to earth and not serve a mission and try to gather Israel? So yeah, I think that's my big thing is just like my patriarchal blessing and prophets and seers and just like really urging us to go. That's powerful. It's really powerful. And I think just the power of general conference is very profound, you know, just hearing it in a a certain way. I think different well, I know different passages or different, I guess, different conference talks will just kind of hit us in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super cool that there's, you know, the people do those things where they like come to general conference and they ask a bunch of, bunch of questions or they have like a list of questions. And they're like, well, by the end of it, like all of these were answered. It's like, that's just, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, I, no doubt people come with like these random questions, but, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot of power in, in that. So that's super cool that you're able to, to get your answer, at least in part, through, mm-hmm. you know, from general conference and, and that, that modern revelation really. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm never going to know, I mean, I will know eventually, but like, just like the small answer that I got, I was like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I'm still like, like dang like I'm really doing this you know there's always so much of the unknown that like I still don't know but I mean I just know that serving a mission like there's just you can't go wrong with serving a mission yeah 
It's true. And the things you learn, you know, they're, yeah, you can learn them elsewhere. And I've shared this on the show before because it's just so true. But like, yes, you can learn them elsewhere. However, you may not learn them as fast or as thoroughly as you will as a full-time missionary. Yeah. So, yeah, just a big deal there. But, uh, but Sky, what have been some things you've been doing to prepare? You know, obviously, you, you know, you got your answer. And, you know, there's, like you said, there's definitely still some, you know, some, whatever you call it, like, it's like, ah, like, this is, this is really happening. Like, just kind of, I guess, jitters or maybe not jitters, but more just like, just like, wow, like, I'm really doing this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say that, but you just, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no. Um, I think, again, like my patriarchal blessing has been, I've been studying it so much and like kind of just like really studying it and finding my answers that I need to find before I go. But another thing I think is so important is a 90 day book of Mormon challenge. I know it's like, there's people that do it way faster, but for me, I'm kind of a slow reader. So I'm like, okay, I can do this, but no, taking the time out of my day every single day to just like read two chapters. I think it's like two chapters. Most I read a day. It's not hard out has seriously changed my like thoughts and just like, I don't know, like there's just a sense of peace that I get every single time. And I just like, when I'm reading, I know I'm supposed to be going on this mission. I know I'm going to New Mexico for a reason. So I think just reading the Book of Mormon is helping me so, so much. And also preparing to go through the temple. I'm actually going through the temple on Thursday. So I think preparing to go through the temple has been such a game changer for me too. That's powerful. Yeah, that's excellent. And that's cool. You know, you have what, like a month and a half or so to that you can, you know, go to the temple and mm-hmm. really learn in that regard. That's so cool. So cool. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Congrats. That's so exciting. Holy cow. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. And that's probably, is that the, um, the Idaho Falls temple? Yeah, where you'll be um, I'm going to go through the Rexburg temple. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. cool. Very cool. And you mentioned there's a phrase that you, you said, um, you were talking about your patriarchal blessing and you said you're learning all the answers you need to before you go. Like, and I, I think that's really cool because, you know, we, as many of us know, like, you know, your patriarchal blessing is, is your essentially personal scripture, right? Your personal section from the doctrine of covenants, even though it's not in the doctrine of covenants, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. like your personal, you know, your life script in a sense, but but I think it's cool that you mentioned that because there are certain things that you'll understand in a certain way now, as opposed to like even a week after you've started serving a mission. Right. And so it's like, that's why it's so important for us to continue to study it and to read it, um, you know, at different stages of our life, because certain things will mean different things to us at different times. So I like just that phrase there that you mentioned, like, I'm learning all the answers I need to now, you know, and then later, of course, there'll be more answers yeah as well and so I just think that's super cool that you kind of put it that way yeah no I think just studying it I it's just such a guide through life and I think sometimes we forget about it you know because it's just like another thing that we have like I mean we have the scriptures we have all of like they come follow me preach my gospel we have all these things but I think we forget about our patriarchal blessing and it's seriously just such a guide through our life like and it's personalized through our life you know and I think sometimes we just forget about it and we forget the power that it has. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's like anything, you know, certain things can just become commonplace, you know, 
maybe maybe the first few weeks or the first few months it was like boom like this new big earth shattering groundbreaking thing but then it just kind of fades you know yeah and unless you really con like make a conscious effort to keep it new keep it fresh keep it shiny so to speak you know it's it's yeah it will fade and that's just kind of how everything is and that's cool that you mentioned also like the 90 day book of mormon thing like i think that's awesome and you you know you you talked about how like yeah some people read it faster some people might read it slower and i think there's different benefits to like reading it at different speeds Mm -hmm. like you know obviously there's definitely some worth in like breaking it down verse by verse like just even a whole scripture study for just a verse or two sometimes that's what you need you know Uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah i think two chapters is great it was funny actually one um on my mission i had the experience of like new year's eve we didn't really do a whole lot of proselytizing just because of you know the nature of that holiday people drink a lot and you know it's kind of crazy yeah and so we were indoors for a lot of um new year's i think it was new year's day actually and so we actually from new year's eve to new year's day like over 24 hours or so we basically were encouraged to read the whole book of mormon and and it was more of just like skimming mm-hmm. but it's super cool like when you because i had never read it or like skimmed it that fast kind of gone through it that fast yeah it's cool and i'm just making the point of like different speeds kind of helps with different things it was just cool at that time to for me to be able to see how like different prophecies were fulfilled like you know abinadi's prophecies and like same with lamanite's prophecies and just the different things how and how they all kind of just worked together yeah and i think like one thing that people have said like oh my gosh you're reading it that fast you're reading that so like it's not how fast you read it it's what mm-hmm. you it's just reading it like right. the point is just to read it every day or every other day but just it's like a constant like thing like it's not how fast or not how much you know, it's just like, it's, it's a constant thing that you want to be doing. Totally. And I mean, everyone's different, you know, everyone's at a different stage, you know, and, and what might be too fast for someone is too slow for another person. Right. It, it depends, you know, on, on your age, on, you just saw a bunch of different things, you know, like just like how you grew up, how you learn best, how you feel the spirit. Like it just depends. There's no right or wrong way. It just, you know, like you said, you just gotta, just gotta read it. Yeah totally so that's awesome and sky what advice would you give to those listening that are getting ready to serve maybe they're you know a couple years behind you or like you know maybe still in high school or uh, maybe they're at college right now and they're just either going through their papers or considering starting their papers what advice would you give them i would say okay seminary i always attend seminary no matter the chance you get I know it's boring and I know sometimes like you have to do like the early morning seminary or, but I, I learned so much about, you know, just different, like different things about the scriptures in seminary. But I would say like my testimony grew from almost nothing to almost everything. I feel like just in those four years I took during high school because of the way that it follows like the come follow me and just like the standards of seminary. Like I learned so much during seminary and that is like the biggest thing that I will ever tell somebody is seminary, seminary, seminary. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I think seminary is, I agree. I think seminary is very powerful. And I, I think that's another thing that can be 
you know, like it's there, we know it's there. And a lot of times it's either, well, for some people it's early morning. Um, and it's just like, you know, it be, it can kind of fade, you know, if you, if you don't really understand what a great opportunity it is, um, it can definitely just kind of fade in the background and you just take it for granted. Yeah. And I was so, so lucky to have seriously, like I'll say to anybody, I had the best seminary teachers. I had, um, one my freshman year and then the rest of high school, we got a different one. And I kid you not, those two were the best, um, brother Williams and brother Anderson. They are the best. I kid you not. They are so good and they make it so away, like they put it in a way you can understand, you know, like sometimes the scriptures can be like kind of confusing, right? Yeah. Like studying like Isaiah, like he is so kind of confusing, right? Yeah. But seminary teachers and really like any seminary teachers they put it in a way that like their students can understand and I think that's what's so powerful is like we're not like when we're in high school we're not on some crazy level of like smartness that we're gonna understand everything that the scriptures say but when you have somebody that is at that level and is at some, like they are at that level and they know what they're talking about and they can put it in a level that you'll understand I think that is just so powerful and that is why I love seminary so much yeah well, and they say that's the measure of true intelligence, right? Is if you can, you can take something that's complicated and simplify it so that, you know, either you know, a child's going to understand really. That's yeah. And that, that's cool. That's really cool that you had those teachers that were able to, to kind of do that, do that for you. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, how, how much did they emphasize like doctrinal mastery and things like that? I okay we always like this is gonna sound funny but we had like the funniest games to like like really like memorize them like we would have this game where you know there was like one side was like the reference of it and then like the other side was the scripture and we like have to like slap the table but I feel like they like implemented in our class so much to like where the point like I still remember it to this day and I and I know I didn't graduate that long ago I graduated in or last year and so, like, I haven't been out of summary that long, but I still remember those games. I still remember most of the doctoral mastery. And and it helps me prepare for a mission, right? Because, like, I know when somebody has a question about this, like, I know, like, in my head, oh, my gosh, this part of seminary, we, we played a game about this. And I can remember. And it is just so powerful. Those yeah. dumb little games that you play in seminary, they stick with you for so, so long. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree. I was in the seminary when it was, I think at the end of my seminary time, it was, that's when they were kind of shifting it to doctrinal mastery. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I had scripture mastery, but yeah, it's, just, it's essentially the same concept. I think doctrinal mastery is a little bit easier for application purposes where it's like, okay, this is the point of doctrine here. And like, yeah, just, and, that, and, I, and you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, as a missionary, you really, you know, sometimes you'll have questions and like other people will, will, have questions for you and you've got to come up with an answer and the spirit can bring things to your remembrance, but the spirit can't necessarily, I mean, I'm not going to say what the spirit can't do, but (laughs) it's it's said that the spirit can bring things to your remembrance. And so if you don't have things to remember, like, where is it going to pull from? You know what I mean? Like you've got to put in the work yourself, you know, the brother of Jared molted the stones himself. And then he brought it to the Lord and say, Hey, I know you've got the power to touch these and then they'll definitely provide light for us. Like he, he showed forth the effort and that's kind of what, what we have to do. And I think that's, that's great that you, you talked about that with the doctrinal mastery because it's, it's powerful and it's definitely a kind of a jump start to a lot of, a lot of things. And 
can help resolve a lot of concerns. Yeah, totally. So, well, Sky, thank you so much for taking some time, like I said, and coming on the podcast, sharing your story and your experiences with us. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Yes, actually, I thought about this one. Okay, so I am a homebody, okay? I don't like it. I seriously, I went to BYUI and that's like 15 minutes away from my house. So, but I had the hardest time moving out because, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like my parents, you know, like I miss my parents so much all, all the time. Doctor and Covenant section 100, change your, change like Joseph and Sydney out, put your own name and it's a game changer. Mm. I was so, I like, I was like considering like not going on a mission anymore. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't be away from my family for 18 months. Right. Like that's, it's a little absurd, but this section has seriously changed the game. It has been so comforting. And I know that you can do that with pretty much any scripture, but just for me, this one has been so, so good for me. And that is just what I would say. And also if you're still on the fence about serving a mission or you're just kind of like, oh, like, I don't know, like just think about nothing can come bad from serving a mission, right? The Lord loves effort. And just by going on a mission, you're showing like how much you love him by leaving your family. So I would just say the Lord love eff- like loves effort and nothing can come bad from serving a mission. That's wonderful. That's a great uh, recipe essentially to, uh, to beat homesickness. Just go to DNC 100 and replace you know, put your name in there. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And those listening, definitely try that out. DNC 100. I'm going to have to do that. My next uh, personal study just to see, you know, see what it's like. But um, like I said, Sky, thank you so much for coming on the, on the show. It's been a pleasure. Have a wonderful mission over in New Mexico. Give them heaven. <laughs> thank you. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, check out the Called to Serve Mission Journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, Write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life, close quote. The official Call to Serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.